Welcome to January Magazine's On Acting, where we talk to actors a little bit about where they've worked, a little more about why they work, and a lot about how they work. Today, I'm joined by prolific actor David Lewis. He may not be on the tip of the average American's tongue, but with 189 acting credits listed on IMDb, David is a guy you've seen in something. David, thank you for joining us on On Acting. Thank you for having me. 189 credits. Wow. I know. I made up most of those. I just like put them in. I'm like, this is fake. I'm going to put that one in there. I bet you they'll buy that one. Yeah, that's a lot. I was looking at that just a couple, like a month or so ago, and I was like, wow. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, let me start with where were you Wait, born? Before, before, Go ahead. Before yeah, please. Start, let me just say no. one thing. You and I we started, were, just so you know, we're recording. <laughs> yes. You and I were at a, a mentee mentorship um, thing for actors uh, about a month ago and you got up and spoke I just want to say I was so inspired uh, by you speaking I was like wow that was like really incredible you told the story about being on the beach and you know sort of all this sort of stuff that you were going through and you were doing this play and the whole bit Yeah. and I just thought it was and that's why I thought that you were like old school I thought you'd been doing this for a while but you said this is the first time you've mentored uh, as well right I yeah, just thought yeah. they were uh, I just wanted to like just give you a little shout out there I thought it was fantastic well thank you very much David yeah. I appreciate that yeah, and great. just uh, for people listening we are both part of a FYA program for young actors fulfilling young artists it's called uh, for actors they match young actors with uh, established actors not, not older, actually. Not older, not necessarily. Established. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that we are exactly the same age. I didn't know that, that we were born the same year. Well, there you go. Um, so where were you born, and where did you grow up? I grew up here in the uh, the lovely Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. I, I was born at Gray's Hospital on August 4th. Um, it, uh, like, 2 in the morning, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No cesarean. Right out the old. Just anyways, we'll yeah, just yeah. stop there. So you born you got to Vancouver, yeah. and what was your what was your first experience with being a performer? I mean, whether and I don't mean necessarily at all professionally. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, what, for sure. when did you know? Uh, well, my dad. There's a there's a local bar here in town called the Waldorf. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of a, a landmark, and he was the main bartender there, and so he was a performer. And they used to have like just constant parties at my parents house like all the time because you know all the serving staff would come there and then the people who would come to the bar would come so it was just this always rotating thing they had lots and lots and lots and lots of parties so I grew up around that and you know I started to just find the center of attention and like you know all the adults are drunk and like oh here's a little redhead kid come walking in I'd be like you know doing a magic trick or you know telling a joke and like I'd be sitting on some waitress's lap um so I kind of got the bug from that a little bit. And then in school, uh, you know, I uh, this is back in the day where they didn't really know how to um, maybe monitor this stuff. But I was sort of the class clown. But it was really my brain was probably working way too quickly for me to be sitting down. I right. shouldn't have been sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Learning about, you know, you know, fractions or something. I needed to probably be moving. I, I probably needed to be in some sort of Montessori Waldorf program. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that way? Did you struggle when you were growing up? And I, I did personally. Yeah. I was like, I was not a kid that was good in school. Yeah, um, I was good. I was. Uh, I did well in English, creative writing. Yeah. Uh, not math, not science. Right. Um, socials, not not too bad. Uh, obviously, the not obviously, but drama, arts, I did very well in. Yeah. I have not been asking this question, but you just—that that was a new question for me. From now on, I'm going to ask every actor what subjects they were good at in school, because that's yeah. like that's the same with I think probably every actor is good at. I don't know, studies. man. I, you know, there's a lot of actors out there that I know that are 
really good with money. Like they're really smart. They're all about investments. And, and I'll bet you, growing up, I'll bet you they were good at math. You think so? Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm going yeah, to yeah. Up my ass. Yeah. I'm because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not. I was I'm terrible with math. I'm terrible. Always been terrible with math. Well, there's a local actor in town, Dave Collette. He's also a real estate agent. And I know as a real estate agent, you have to be good at math because you're you're figuring out you know ratios and things. And so you know, and I know yeah, a lot yeah. of actors that have gone into I don't know. It's like actors that they can't act. They just go into real estate. It's, it's true. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, and so, now, did you grow up? Did you train? Did you grow up? I, I read that you started acting relatively early on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, 189 credits. You're not oh old enough to have 189 it's like, credits. Uh, it's like 12 jobs a month. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, you know, I did like a, a, a maybe like a little play or something in, in elementary school. I was like top number three, and I really wanted to be like an elf at the crew, at the school play. And I came home and I was crying i'm like what's wrong i'm like i'm a top she's like what are you even talking about it's like grade four um so i enjoyed doing all that and then in high school uh i went to a great high school that at the time they really were into musicals so we did like the king and i we did west side story we did um fiddler on the roof and they were big big productions like everybody was involved like they'd get all you know they'd get like the the high school coach to play Officer Krupke in West Side Story. So he got all of his football players to come and be in the gangs. And they were like, we don't want to do acting. And he was like, you're doing acting. And so by the end of it, it was really great. My, my graduating year at high school, John Oliver, um, uh, all of the stoners and all of the jocks got mixed up into to the Jets and the Sharks. And so our graduating class was super tight because there were no cliques. So the, the jocks weren't over there hanging out, right, and the yeah, stoners yeah, yeah. and all the art guys were over there. They were all hanging out together because they had done this play together, which really brought these people together. And did they play the different... Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't just have, like, jocks and the shark because it was all these different... Oh, they did. They inter- so they, they, yeah. Right. So, you know, like, I don't really know you. And, you know, a month later, you're like, hey, man, you want to go for a hangout app? It's like, yeah. So all that was really cool. And then... Um, so, yeah, so high school is where I sort of got the bug. And then uh, after that, you know, did like the Fringe Festival and started taking classes and, and Vancouver Film School, doing short films with them, going, this is back in the day where you'd have to go to the Georgia Strait, which was a local newspaper, and go to the very back and look under, you know, um, acting. And it would be like a thing in there saying, oh, you know, actors wanted and all this stuff way before, you know, social media. and all. Really? That. Yeah. You used to, so you used to go back to the Georgia Strait and look for like audition notices. Yeah. And, oh, really? Yeah. Or you'd have to go down to Vancouver Film School and go up on the Bolton board or whatever. Yeah. This yeah. is like you know, this is yeah, very young. Whatever, whatever year it was. So, did you uh, in that? Did you have, have an influential teacher? Did, have you had an influential teacher? Um, well, my my high school teacher, Mr. Kalmar, he was very influential. He was really um, he was a very physical physical teacher, um, and. Uh, so he was a big influence on me. I, he really liked me a lot, and I sort of looked up to him, and we had a really good connection. Um, and uh, I t- I'll tell you the story. It's a little bit embarrassing, but this is part of the thing of learning. So we did uh, we did The King and I, and I was playing Sir Edward Ramsey. And I came back to uh, Siam to... I was going to ask Anna uh, to leave The King and come with me back to Britain. I was going to ask her to marry me and the whole bit. And so I'm supposed to get down on my knee, and I'm supposed to kiss her on the hand, and then she rejects me, and then I leave heartbroken. But um, it was our last night, and everyone was acting crazy and doing crazy things. And someone said, oh, you should, like, just grab her and dip her and kiss her. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And so I did that. And, like, the whole crowd, like, it was, you know, there was a packed audience. And they all laughed, and they cheered and all this stuff. And I get backstage, and so we had these walkie-talkies. And I can hear my teacher just screaming on the wall. Wah! 
I'm like, oh. he was so furious at me because he didn't. He'd invited all of these. Um, all of these like uh, local uh, reporters from the little newspapers and stuff, and he was so embarrassed. And I and I and at that moment I realized, you know, I was a dumb kid. But at that moment I realized that you know, it, it was more about just me. What I should have been thinking about was everybody else. Is like you know, I, yes, it was funny for me to do that, but it doesn't. It didn't serve. It right. didn't serve the group. You know, I, I made the the one person more important than than the rest of the group. So that was a really big lesson for me about being part of a collective. Like you're not, yeah, yeah, you yeah. may be the star, but you're not, you know, it's not just you. Right. There's all these other pieces that have to come together. And if one of them thinks they're more important than the other one, then the whole thing kind of, the puzzle doesn't fit together. Does yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, and so do you think about that when you're still to this day while you're working? Is that something that you focus on a lot? Do you think a, a lot about all the different aspects, all the different kind of how everything fits together? Or yeah, you- so, I, you know, I think uh, from what I've heard, the reputation I have in town is being someone like people like to work with me. Like I show up, I know what I'm doing. I don't, uh, I don't pull any diva stuff. Um, you know, when we're on set, like when you know, like you guys work, it's time to work. When it's time for quiet, just let me do my work. And sometimes I'll be like, "Hey guys, stop, please." You know, and then, but not very often will I do that. Like it's like guys, just you know, because there's always noise and stuff on set. Um, yeah, I try to be. You try to be respectful of like whether it's the PA or it's the or it's the you know the the camera op or or, or hair or makeup whatever. It's like we're all there to work together on this sort of thing. I just happen to be the one in front of the camera. I'm the right. dancing monkey, right? So yeah, I get yeah. all sort of the the attention. It's like, oh, is he okay and everything? It's like, yeah, and you know, and yeah, and, and some of that I understand. Like you, you have to sort of have that because the person in front of the camera has to. F- you know that's what that's what the audience is looking at. They the lighting can be whatever, and the story can be you know whatever. But what the audience is really connecting with is the person on camera. Right. Of course. Yeah. You know, yeah story yeah. is a very close second. Right. I mean, you can have great acting, but a crappy story, and it's like whatever. But you're still, you know, you're connecting with that that person telling that story on camera. So that is, I think, one of the most important things on the set is to build that person to tell that story. Yeah. The person. You mean the actor? Yeah. Whoever the actor is. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. What do you do when you first get your script or sides? Well, let me ask you first. Yeah. What was your first job? What was your first where you felt like you really started to to sink your teeth into being an actor? Uh, was it uh, was it was it a theater thing? <laughs> I don't know if that's happened yet, man. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, possible. You know, it's like it, it's so funny because there are times you know I've got like a pretty extensive resume. There's still there's still times where I get on set and I'm like what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what am I doing? Like I, I, you know, I had a bit of a meltdown last year on a, on a show. I didn't have the meltdown on the show. I had the meltdown about a month before I was supposed to do the job. And I ended up going to see uh, an acting coach, uh, Ben Ratner, who's a, a local actor in town. And he's very, very good. And he helped me a lot. He really grounded me. And I think I did some of my best work I've ever done on this show. It's a show called Dirk Gently. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but I was having like, I was having a crisis of faith. When I got this job, I didn't think I could pull this part off. I was something that I'd never done before. And I was really, really freaking out. Right. I was really like, I was like, my stomach was like, was hurting. I was like, I, I wasn't sleeping properly. It was always on my mind. I was like, you know, almost thinking, you know, am I going to do something to like hurt myself so I don't have to do this job? Like I couldn't get my head around it. I couldn't figure out how I was going to be able to do this job. Um, and that's just actor angst. Yeah, 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 sure. You of know? course. And then there's other times where I go in, I'm like, oh, I know this part backwards and forwards this is great you've hired the right person for the job I'm gonna you're never gonna have to worry about me on set I got this one for sure yeah yeah um, so the first time 
Um, I don't know the first time that I really figured, sort of thought that I figured it. I did a, I did a, a short film called Shoes Off in 99, which ended up winning the best short film at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, and I was the lead in that, and it was really, really good work. Um, and I also did another movie with Andy Dick, this Christmas movie that I was the lead in. Yeah. Even though he was the name, I was kind of the lead. It was really quite odd. People were like, dude, I saw that. You were the lead. I'm like, I know. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, it was actually, uh, it, it came out, and it was the year my dad, uh, he was very sick, and he ended up uh, passing away at the end of the year, like back in 99. But he used to watch this movie all the time. So I would call him, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just watching your movie. I'm like, which one? Oh, Special Deliver. I'm like, I just talked to you the other day. Yeah, but you know, when I haven't seen you for a couple of days, so it kind of makes me feel like you're around when I hear your voice in the background. I was just like, I was driving, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, this is the dust in the fan system. It's like, wow, it really kind of threw me for a loop there. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a good role for me. Uh, I, uh, and that was early in your career? Uh, halfway through, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was, a, it was like a really, it was the biggest role I'd ever done. And it was yeah. a comedy. Like, I really, like, I, I get comedy. I really, really get it. Did you get in now? Did uh, uh, did you get in? Just you knew this is what you wanted to do. I, I, the reason I'm asking is I read the bio. I, I can't remember it was one one of your bios online, uh, and it said that it, it made it gave the impression that it was just something you were kind of doing, and then all of a sudden it was just there was work for you. Was that the case? Is that how it felt to you, or did it feel slightly um, different? Well, I I definitely gravitated towards it uh, in high school. Like I wasn't I wasn't really. I didn't really sort of think, I didn't know what I was going to do after high school, I, but acting like the, the acting boom was happening in Vancouver. It was like, it was really starting, you know, there was stuff starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I just was like, well, I, I guess I'll do that. And, but I wasn't really sure. Um, and, uh, then, you know, then I started working at this, uh, this, uh, um, chain of stores called London drugs. I worked there for like a really long time for like 15 years. And within that time, you know, I was doing acting jobs and doing lots of commercials. I really, I cut my teeth on commercials. I did a lot of commercials. Right. You know, a young white guy with red hair, that sells everything. Right. That sells dog food and cars and printers and computer. Like, just that's just, that's super middle America. It's very, very safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really learned how to be in front of the camera with that. So I, I kind of thought that I could do this and then... You know, then Michael J. Fox was exploding, you know, down south or whatever, or, or had exploded. And I was like, wow, I want to, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. And then I realized, you know, rather quickly, this is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. This is way more difficult than I thought. Yeah. But you want, you know, I think a lot of times with actors, you uh, you look up to somebody you're like, oh, I really like what they do. And it seems so, and, and part of the reason that you look up to what they do is because it seems so effortless. Right. And you're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And then you do it and you go, oh, wow, it's, they're really, really good to make it look effortless. Right, yeah. Because it's not, you know, sometimes it can be. Yeah. But for the most of the time, it's work because yeah. it's just, it's, you know, you're trying to find stuff. And it should look it. effortless. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, it's there's, not. you know, on a show, there's lots of pressure sometimes, it's depending if you're in the 14th hour of the day and you've got to get that monologue down. You know, there's all these sort of things and it all looks great on the red carpet. I think there's so many actors like, I'm going to be a big star. And I'm like, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, that's not why you should be in this because you will probably end up doing some really terrible things yeah. to try and get to, to try and reach stardom. When you figured out there was going to be a lot of work, what did you do? I started taking classes. Yeah, um, here in town. Yep, absolutely. So there was a, there was one teacher was Marcy Schachter, and then I took uh, some classes with uh, Suki Kaiser, who um, is is from the world of Ivana Chubbuck, mm-hmm. an LA actor. 
LA coach. She's fantastic. Uh, Cameron Thor was a, a coach that came up from LA a few times and I worked with him. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Deanne Henry, um, back in the day. Any of them were, were they any of them the most influential or was it kind of a, I, I'm a, I have a very similar start to it. So I understand what you're saying. Right. I don't know if any of the, I think, um, uh, there's no one that you like would not necessarily. To. I mean, I, I'm of, I, I'm of the mind, the, the longer I do this, I'm of the mind that uh, there isn't, and I, I think there's probably quite a few people that agree with this, there isn't one way to do it. Right. Because, you know, my girlfriend actually said something to me the other day, which was uh, uh, very intuitive. She's like, you know, people say, well, you know, the, Stanislav, the Stanislavski way is the way. Yeah, but Stanislavski died like, you know, 89 years ago. Do you not think that he would have also started to change the way he taught, like, it right. doesn't have to be set in stone. The Stanislavski way can also change because he would have changed it. Absolutely. Like I Meisner, mean, that's why he called the it. very beginning of Meisner changed from the very end. The yeah. very end, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, the absolutely. actor's studio, it, it changes. We become more sophisticated as people and actors and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any one way uh, for acting to be taught. I mean, uh, but there's a, like a lot of great teachers in this town. No, absolutely. You know, uh, um, and I've seen a lot of their work and... And I and I've taken I've, I've taken some workshops with some of them, and I agree with a lot what they what they say, and then I don't agree with some of the other stuff, and it's like that's just my own personal thing. Yeah. And so I, I think it's important for actors to not like just have like the Svengali that they'll only listen. No, do that for a while, then go do something else, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and on the Stanislavski thing, not to 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 go on off on a tangent, but the reason he called it the method as opposed to the system. And he did specifically call it the method as opposed to the system was he didn't want people to think it was one way of working. Right. He wanted it it's to a be. Method. It's uh, this is a method, right. and this is the beginning of right. what you should do. Right. But and then everyone says this is what he was saying. Right. It's like every big idea. It transcends acting into religion and politics and everything else. Is that once you define something, you, it loses its, it loses the power. Right. That that it, that's why I mean there's why there's a value in story is the story story is there to serve to tell things that aren't easily expressed right and uh, and that's one of them anyway. yeah and and you know and and I think in story like you know acting has changed definitely over the years you know it was big and it was the you know and we we're going to tell it and, and Pres- the, presentational yeah absolutely now it's become smaller because of the medium uh, uh, film and TV but you know story. It's kind of never going to change. It's you know, there's going to be like a begin. It's going to be a three act structure. It's going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. I mean, yes. there's going. To, it's always going to. You can mess with that, like you know, maybe Tarantino does by moving timelines around and everything. But and you can you can be experimental. Uh, but really, what we connect with because you know, life has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. So that's yeah. You can't really mess with that too much. No, and the aesthetics will change. Besides the, the like the idea that it has to be presentational because it's in a big theater and you're in an auditorium, which it certainly was, and then they moved into film and they weren't familiar with it, so of course it's going to yeah. look presentational. But even in our lifetime, you can see changes in aesthetics of acting, and you can see it. Uh, I always point out to James Bond, whoever the James Bond is, yeah. is indicative of the aesthetic of acting, yeah. and it changes depending yeah. on how the aesthetic changes. Yeah, I mean That's the, choice, the yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, James Bond is of an era and that Daniel Craig will be of an era where everything's sure. very yeah. tense very gritty and you know, maybe, maybe Christian the Bale and... back because you know the Roger Moore back in the 70s whatever it was a lot of winking to the mm-hmm. to, you know but that's what was sort of playing off yeah you know, just coming out of the heaviness of the 60s maybe sort of thing. absolutely so like yeah it's a bit more fun or whatever but yeah um, I'm, and I'm sure we'll get to that place again where people want 
don't want it to all be intense, where maybe they want a little fun. You know, it's kind of indicative of, of what's happening with the the big... This is not where I want the conversation to go necessarily, but it's kind of, you know, like Deadpool and things like that, where sure. where the... There's a there's a almost the R-rated comedy is coming becoming a thing again. Right. Well, you you look at what's you know I think it, I think there's a, a really good correlation to what's happening in who's in power. Mm-hmm. Pretty heavy times right now. It is. So yeah. you're going to have you know maybe some lighter comedies coming along, but you're also going to have you know maybe uh, grittier stuff too. You know, holding that mirror up to society, like yeah. you know finding those you know those those people in power and ripping them down. But it's definitely. <laughs> People probably feel like they really need to laugh. Escapism. Right yeah. I mean, look what would, you know the movies that were successful last year. A lot of it was escapism. Yeah, it's all it's all or very gritty. Yeah, yeah. But superheroes are you know definitely the, in the norm right now. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the first thing you do when you if there is? I mean, you kind of like just said that you don't necessarily have one method of working, but do you right. do something when you first get your script to your sides? What do you do first? So, for an audition or for a job. Well, let's start with audition. Okay. That's, you know, it's funny as every time I ask that question, I should just, I should make an amendment because every time I ask that question, I get the same response because it's different. It's totally different. Yeah. 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 No, it's totally different because normally, uh, and I think this is different in LA to Vancouver because I hear in LA you get, you, you have an audition, you usually get your sides like two or three days in advance. Here in Vancouver, like, yeah, I talked to some actors and they were, you know, like, man, I've been down in L.A. for so long. And you, like, sometimes, like, four or five days, you'll get them in advance. They really give you time to kind of... Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and, and an actor in town who's a very good actor tried to, like, start a little bit of a movement. He wanted to he wanted to get a bunch of actors together and go, hey, listen, this is not... We're not going to stand for this anymore. Why can't we do this like they do it in L.A.? And I think all the actors were like, hey, man... This is just the way that it's going to work, man. I don't yeah. want to rock the boat, okay, yeah. bro? Yeah. I got fights, so this is not <laughs> yeah. one of them. I got a mortgage. I like to drink. Um, so uh, for an audition, uh, because a lot of times you'll get it maybe the day before or two days before, uh, yeah, obviously the first thing I do is I, is I read the sides. And I read everything, even the crossed out stuff, because there's, there's information in that that could be talking about the scene before, which will, you know, maybe transition into what I'm going to be doing in this scene, could give me some information about another actor in the scene with me. It's like, oh, he's just coming or she's just coming from that spot there. Um, you know, I, I want to, there's usually a little bit of a breakdown that I can get from my agent about um, the character I'm playing. So I know where they fit in the mix. Yeah, Are they... Yeah. The second lead, are they the third lead, or are they, you know, is this a feature film audition and it's, you know, it's uh, it's a large principle. So, you know, know, knowing where I am and telling the story. That's really important for young actors, I think, is knowing where you are and telling the story. If you've got two lines, don't need to make a meal out of it. You know, yeah, you can yeah. definitely do something to, to make yourself unique and stand out or whatever, but it's like you're just telling the story. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've got a three-page scene, okay, well, now it's you're going you're gonna to approach it differently. So, yeah, I read the scene a couple times. Uh, I've been doing this a long time, so uh, the first time I read it through, I have an idea of what the writer, what they're trying to tell. You and, know, yeah, I, and you won't have had the script, just to be clear. Yes, I, yeah, you know, this is, these are just the sides. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. get the full script. Um, but, you know, I'll know right away if it's a comedy, if it's a thriller, if it's a heavy drama... Um, I will look up the director. They'll have a breakdown of who the director is. I'll look up to see who he is. Like, okay, okay, what's this sort of stuff that he's done before? Okay, that's the genre that he works in. Oh, it's kind of, you know, Monsters Destroying Earth. Okay, so it's that type of movie. Um, if it's a TV show in town, like whether it's Arrow or, uh, I don't know, Dirk Gently or, or yeah, yeah. whatever it sure. is, no... 
know the tone. Like it's really important to know the tone of what you're working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, that, those are some of the things I do. And then I just start to get the cadence of of the script, and then I start working on. Um, you know, what's my obstacle? Who's who? You know, uh, what's my moment before? What's you know? What am I fighting for? You know, All the typical and, and where? Yeah, exactly. And where and where the um, you know what's the uh, um, like what's the arc of the scene? Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, right? Where does it? Where does it? Where do I start? You know, I want to start someplace and end hopefully not in the same place. When you say cadence, how do you find the cadence? Is it uh, through what? Well, tell me. Well, just reading, just reading the scene a bunch of times and going, okay, I see. Out loud? Um, well, no, in, in my head at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just reading it in my head at first, um, and then I know kind of like, okay, I can kind of feel where where my character's going. Um, <clears throat> And that could change, yeah. Uh, and sometimes it does change in the room with the director giving me a, a, a piece of direction or the casting director if, if the director's not there. But at this point, I'm kind of pretty good at nailing down what they're trying to tell story-wise. Right. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel most times. Sometimes, you know, I'll do something with a character to make it a little bit quirky if I think I can sort of pull that sort of stuff off. But again, in the audition, you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and see if it's something that they. Um, I remember this. I remember this one audition. It was for Dead Like Me. This show shot back in the day, and I ended up getting this recurring. It was a really cool recurring. And I'd made a choice with the character, and about four minutes before I went into the audition, I decided that he was a stoner. Like I just, it just like it was like a bolt of lightning hit me in the head, and right. I went in there, and I was like, no, I was kind of talking like this, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, your lunch is in half an hour, and and, and the director was like, that's. A- Hilarious, and I got the job, and I ended up, you know, being in like nine episodes or whatever. But it was just, I, you know, I worked on it for three or four days. But just before I went, and I was like, wait a second, I think it's this, and it certainly didn't say that in the breakdown. Right. So yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, something it did, something flashes into. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, as you're working on it for the sake of the audition, are you think are you making re- really strong choices, or are you leaving it? Uh, this is a weird way to ask it, but are you leaving it? I know, I mean, obviously you're working with a reader and you're not going to get much from them. But are you leaving it kind of open to what's going to happen in the room? Or make you choices. make strong choices? Absolutely, right. because I don't expect the reader, you know, the, I don't know who the reader's going to be. I don't know how um, they're, you know, they've got to read all these different people. They're just, if you're, if you're a good reader, uh, yes, you're trying to connect with the person you're reading with. But most importantly, I want you to pick up your cues. I want you to get all the words right. So... You start stumbling, then I'm thinking that you're stumbling, and now I'm pulled out of myself. I just want you to get those words down for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and, and if you can make eye contact, that's great. But I've already made choices of where I want this scene to kind of go. Yeah. Uh, those are the choices I'm going to make. Because if I'm, if I'm relying on you and you're not taking my character where I want it to go, right. well, then maybe your choices aren't as strong as mine, or maybe yeah. you're influenced by the, the four previous actors that have come in reading that reading that role. So I'm already I'm making really strong choices. And do you base do you ever base your decisions about that on who the reader you think the reader might be? No, no, no I I have no idea. I don't know yeah, if it's going to yeah. be a boy or a girl or, or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm I've I've made choices about what my character wants, what the obstacle is. Um, if it's comedy, the you know finding the beats and. Uh, you know the physicality and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, no, I, I've made very strong choices at this point. Yeah. Uh, before I'm going to jump over to when you're working on something, but but just one more thing about auditioning. You want? We may come back to it. But um, let's say it's seven o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and you've yep. decided to go 
have dinner with friends. Right. And you get a call from your agent or an email from your agent saying, you have an audition tomorrow at 2 p.m. And it's, uh, you know. Or 9 a.m. Yeah, or 9 a.m., but whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's not make it quite that urgent. Let's make right. it like afternoon. What, what's, what's, what's happened to you after that? Uh, do you keep going out for your dinner or do you? Uh, well, because we live in the age, you know, which we have for a while of cell phones, I can hop on my phone and I can check my email and see what exactly is happening. Yeah. Um, if it's. If it's like a nine pager, I'm probably going to throw in the napkin and go home because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of actors at home who haven't gone out for dinner that are now going to be ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, David, when you sighed, I could see you out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh yeah. man, yeah. this is such a this is such a bummer. And yeah. that you know that that sort of stuff kind of happens to me a little bit more maybe in the summertime because. It's like five or six o'clock, and it's hot out. And someone goes, "Hey, you want to hit the patio for a beer?" I'm like, "What a great idea!" You yeah, know, a yeah. lot of times you'll get an audition at like six thirty at night. You're like, "Son of a, yeah." But that's just the way it is. And you know, luckily I've been doing this for so long that I used to be really worried about getting the words perfect in an audition. Just, just word perfect. And it's like, and and so many teachers over the years have told me, "Don't worry about that. This is the audition." worry about intention mm -hmm. so if there's a big chunk of dialogue as long as you get the intention through i mean you know be 70 percent there or whatever so you're not just making stuff up but, yeah you know so i don't go into full panic mode about because i know like i'm 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 good at being able to look down at my script and find the words and come back up and and make it sort of uh, uh, organic, yeah, yeah, and not bury my face <laughs> in the script and blah 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 blah, and then look up. It, it takes, it takes, you know, I'm taking my eyes down, so it's taking everybody uh, in the room out of it. So I don't worry so much about that. It's just more of, um, yeah, if, if it's the day before, it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of a bummer, but this is the job that we're in. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, and it's not something. I mean, I asked that because uh, I, for many years, wouldn't have. I would have just said, fuck it. I'll, I'll learn it when I get home. I'm going right. to finish my dinner. Right. Screw them. Oh, I can't. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, I can't it's, anymore it's, either. It's hanging over my head. Yeah. And I'm better for you. I think we're all better for it. You're much better off just yeah. going. Going yeah. and I mean, leaving I, alone. Um, Doing the work. It depends on, you know, if I've just sat down for dinner, it's like, okay, well, here, you finish my glass of wine. I'll be here with you. You know, I don't want to be rude or whatever. Right. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes I gotta, I gotta step away. Not very often, though. I mean, because what I, you know, what I can do is, you know, part of my process for for learning lines is, and I learned this from an ex girlfriend. She was a, a psychology major, and she had tons and tons and tons of stuff to memorize for tests. And one of the things that she taught me about memorizing was, you memorize until it, as soon as you start getting tired, stop memorizing because your brain is not taking. Like she, she like. Uh, did research on how to memorize stuff. Mm -hmm. She's like, stop memorizing. Stop memorizing. Just go to bed. Get up early the next day. Get up like two hours earlier and then start memorizing again. You'd be surprised how much is, has been retained. Yeah. But staying up like an extra hour and a half and just trying to like, your brain is not, you're, you're doing yourself no service at all. Yeah, yeah. Like there is, there is, a, there is an art form to memorizing stuff. So I would, you know, I would come home and I might memorize till, like let's say my audition was at uh, 11 a.m., I would get home. I might memorize until, or you know, work on the scene till eleven or twelve. Go to sleep. Maybe I normally would get up at seven thirty-eight. Okay, I get up at six, and I just put that extra time in. I make sure that I have time to have my coffee and you know, yeah. kind of keep my routine going. Have some breakfast. Yeah, all the time looking at my sides and you know, seeing what. It's amazing how much you retain 
just by just by looking at stuff just before you go to bed. Right. I I completely agree. And taking the pressure off yourself to yeah. like just just learn, let it learn. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's all the other actors are in the same boat as you. They've all gotten it at the same time. I and mean, yeah. if you're up for dinner, then maybe you're behind the eight ball. But I mean, complaining about oh, you know, I didn't get it till you know late last night. Hey, all the other actors did as well. They're doing the same thing as you right. are. So there's no yeah. pressure that just go in and. Do the best you can. So uh, now, as now, when you're booked a job and you have the script and sides, what do you do? Are you a guy who makes a lot of mar- uh, notes in the margins, or are you a guy who writes out all your lines? Uh, yeah. Anything, um, anything specific you do that's even just if it's uh, you know routine or habit or whatever. Well, you know, there's a couple of different couple of different things I've I've sort of gleaned, and this is again um, when I talk about uh, all the different methods of acting, there's not, you know, not just one, like there's a lot of great teachers who have ideas, but everybody's got their own stuff going mm-hmm. on. Um, this one actress I worked with, one of her things is she would assign her character a star sign. Like what she thought, is it a Gemini or a Leo or a Sagittarius? You know, so kind of getting uh, the archetypes of, or the different sort of, uh, um, types of what that person is like, Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. So I've done that sometimes. <laughs> Um, uh, I worked with a, a, an acting teacher, Babs Chula, who passed away a couple years ago. She was a fantastic coach. She was actually, I mentioned earlier, Ben Ratner. She was his coach. She was really, really great to work with. She, she, you know what? She influenced me a lot. Okay. She was a huge influence on me. She was very, very talented and she was very, also very vulnerable. And like, I would go in and work with her for an hour and a half. I mean, an hour we might spend on the text. The other half an hour might be talking just about life right. and like what I'm feeling in the moment and like, oh, I get that. You know, and I felt like that back in, yeah, I remember I did this one player, the show, and I'm like, okay, good. It's connecting me with her and then we can get back to working on this. So it wasn't just straight an hour and a half text. It was, it was also, well, what do you, you know, did you ever have an experience like this with your dad? I'm like, okay, right. You know, talking about that sort of stuff. But she would... Um, she would assign like a name for each scene, each scene that you're going through. Let's give it a name. Um, Uncle Barry, Rage, Roller Coaster, you know, depending on what that scene uh, um, resonated with me. Yeah. So I'll do that sometimes, depending on how big my role is. If I'm, if I'm a lead all the way through, I'll, I'll put like a name next to the, to the scene to kind of, you know, with, with little um, uh, uh, like paper markers or whatever, stickies, right? Oh really? You use stickies and you put them on the on yeah, the script? just just to kind of well because I want to know like if I'm if I'm a lead in a in a film if I'm in 27 scenes you know first of all yeah I want to number the scenes so I can get to them quickly yeah because you know when you when you get the uh, the, the call sheet the day before and they give you all the five scenes out of order I want to go to them quickly okay okay and and again know where that is in oh, this scene is in the first third, so it's not as, you know, or the stakes are here. It's like, okay, great. Yeah, and, yeah. and what I'm going to, you know, one of the other things that I, that I really need as an actor is I really, for me, um, an important thing is my one-liner. Uh, now, do, do your listeners know what a one-liner is? I don't think so. Let's Well, if they do, let's pretend they don't. Okay. Do you want to tell them or show them? No, you please do. Okay, so a one-liner is basically, um, it's telling you, it's giving you like a schedule for the full shooting uh, script, what will be shot on certain days. So uh, probably most people know that uh, a movie is not shot sequentially. It's shot out of order because of locations and what actors they can pull in. So on the very first day, they might shoot scene 11, 42, 19, 17, and, and 4. So I want to know, as I've read the script, um, 
oh wow, I've got this really intense, heavy scene and it's, it's scene number 14. Oh good, it's not up till my seventh day. Great, so I can get the feel of the set, I can work with the director and get his vibe, I get to know people, I can be comfortable. Sometimes that's on day one. You're like, wow, okay, I gotta know. I wanna know all my words for that scene, like word perfect, because I don't know what this director's like. It, you know, I've worked with directors that are like, you you drop the the. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Or don't worry about the word, you, don't worry about that. You, you dropped four words, don't worry. I love what you're doing in the scene, let's just keep on. It, again, it depends on the type of show that you're working on, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the one-liner for me is a really, really, it's like, it's, it's like my sword and shield type of thing. It really helps me know where I am and what's coming up so I can prepare mentally. Mm -hmm. um, I've got kids. Do I have, you know, I can kind of go, oh, it says on that day, I'll probably be starting in the middle of the day. Good. I can take my kids to school or I can get their mom to take them to school. These are all sort of things just that you can kind of, it really helps you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find too with the one-liner, it doesn't matter where those big scenes are. I'll always find an excuse why it's great. If it's on the first day, it's like, good, now I'll get that out of the way. Sure. Oh, I'll be yeah. warmed up for the rest of the oh, shoot. Great. If it's at the Absolutely. end, I'm like, oh, good, now I don't have to do that until the end. I just I just did a, I just did a movie where I my big, big scene where I had a gun and I was going to kill myself and the cops were moving in and all this sort of stuff. They had a location mix-up and I the day before, it was supposed to be three days later and the day before we started shooting, it was on the call sheet and I was like, holy shit. Right. We did it. I was prepared. It worked great. And afterwards, I was kind of like, oh, it was a bit of a shaky mess. But then I was like, wow, the rest of the shoot was gravy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. it wasn't this this thing hanging over my head like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's like, no, I got out of the way. And, you know, those are, those are great scenes to do. But, you know, again, you, they're, they're – I'm if, you know, I'm taking myself physically and mentally to a place, there there's a little bit of stuff that's going to go on. Absolutely, there. yeah. Do you uh, – well – how much do you warm up emotionally or physically uh, while you're working, like uh, in your trailer or? Yeah, I mean, I'll do some vocal stuff in my trailer. Just every know, day. Um, probably not every day. Yeah, probably not every day. If if it's if it's a scene where I drive past the camera in a car, right? Maybe I don't. Yeah, you yeah. know. But if 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 you know, especially in the morning, you know, when there's dialogue and it's you know in in the scene, it's supposed to be like four in the afternoon, but you know we're shooting this at eight in the morning. I mean, I'm. I'm stretching my face. I, I, I'm stretching my face out. I'm trying to get like the cobwebs out of my brain, and I'm like, you know, and I'm, I'm scrunching my face up and pulling it back. And yeah. um, you know, I, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a workshop with my girl and a director in town, Peter Deloise, and he gave us. He's like, I think I've got this this great thing for your students. It's a, it's a list of do's and don'ts, like for the audition. Yeah. It's really for the audition. And I'm reading through it, and uh, I've been doing this for long enough. It's like, yeah, you know what? I pretty much, yeah, every single one of these, I kind of get, you know, don't shake the, the director's hand unless they offer it up because you could be the 90th person, and the director's like, oh my God, I'm touching every filthy actor in the panel. <laughs> but one of the things was don't go into the audition room and start doing your vocal warm-ups right save yeah. that for the car you know right. can it just give me two minutes to kind of get like no no don't you're wasting you know, just get there you know again so in my trailer i would be doing all that stuff not of course you know not about we're about to to shoot the scene but um you know sometimes like um for this for this thing uh, i was just talking about we're having the gun i was going to kill myself i had my daughter's uh, like baby blanket she's 11 now but i took her baby blanket and some pictures and stuff and I had it in a bag with me on set and I was just, you know, I was in the corner and I had the blanket and I was smelling it. I could smell her. And just, you know, really, uh, and it, it, if it's a if it's a professional show, which they mostly are, 
they'll you know they know what the scene is it's very quiet and they see me like, David are you ready I'm like yeah just give me a second like okay great whenever you're ready you know everything gets quiet and you know um, one of the things that uh, Ben had mentioned to me is listen man when you're just about to shoot this scene find somebody on set you can connect with whether it's the sound guy or the script person or whatever so uh, I'm not friends with the director but I worked with him a lot and I just I said, he started to, he was like, okay, are everybody ready? And I was like, hold on, one, Chris, one second. I went over to him and I just kind of like, and he was sort of kneeling down by the monitor. I said, hey, hey, look at me. Can I just like connect with you for a second? And he's an ex-actor and he's a really, his name's Chris Tabori. I really love working with him. And he, uh, like he's, he's, he's all about like miking everybody up and having them talk over top of each other. You know, that just that, that great energy yeah. as opposed to like, oh, well, we, you know, he likes to just cover it and with a moving camera. Like, just keep the energy going. And I was like, I just need to look in your eyes for a second. I just, he's like, great. And so he just, you know, for 30 seconds, I just kind of, I was there. And I started to get a little bit emotional. I didn't want to do that yet because in the scene it wasn't. So I was just, you know, as an actor, you're kind of in this scene if it's an emotional scene. And there's all this energy going on. And people are lighting and the sound and the makeup and thing. And and you're not really connecting with everybody because they're just trying to do their job to get out of your way. They don't want to be in your eye line and the whole bit. So it's it's important, I think, for actors, if you can find somebody. And I would say that 98% of the directors will be like, if you need to connect with me, sure. I mean, some of them may be like, no, I don't know. Just do your own thing that you have to do. But, you know, you need to connect with a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so when you're when you're doing that, are you uh, are you doing that specifically to ground yourself? You think, yeah. or are you doing it for for the oh, okay? And also to get out of my own head. Yeah, I need to. I need to get. I need to connect with somebody else in the scene. The girl that I'm talking to, she's like forty feet away behind a desk because I've got a gun, so right. I can't connect with her. Right. Um, uh, Can I ask what this is for, or do you don't? Oh, want to talk it was. About it? It's uh, fine if you don't want to talk it about was, it. It uh, was for. Um, the Hallmark movie, I think, uh, the the basketball, thing, the cupcake murders, or something okay. like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end, I'm, you know, I've I've done all this sort of terrible stuff, and I'm not a bad person, but I've just I'm at the end of my rope, and I'm, you know, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so if you can connect with the other actor, that's great. But uh, sometimes the other actor might be like, oh, that's that's not my method, man. I I don't know if I can do that. So yeah. if you can do that, that's great. But if not, then you you know find somebody, and it doesn't mean that you have to like you know have some big psychological explosion you know with the sound guy and he's like dude I'm just trying to hold a boom pole here you're freaking me out yeah yeah but yeah but even just for a second to just like hey can I just look in your eyes to yeah like, it's grounding yeah 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 because we you know we we um yeah I'll, I'll have pictures of my kids on my phone and stuff like that And if it's that kind of scene yeah yeah, yeah. when you're how much do you stay in uh like wow I, I hate saying stay in character it's kind of seems it's mis, it's a misnomer but do you stay focused between takes, or are you are you a guy who's messing around with the crew sometimes? Besides, I mean that's a specific example of an emotional scene, and and I know having worked on a lot of these kind of Hallmark projects that their stakes are incredibly high for the bad guy characters. Uh, people don't realize that as the actor, it requires a lot of focus for that kind of thing because the stakes are incredibly high. You are about to commit suicide, and you have just open. You're about to open up your heart, yeah. and it's three pages of dialogue yeah. of exposition. But yeah. it's it's not just exposition to the character. It is the character's life yeah. soliloquy yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. So it's exactly. very, very difficult. But besides so that, I, I stay. I don't necessarily stay in character, uh, but I definitely stay in that energy. Like I don't go. I, you know, when we were filming that scene, there was a we did a, diff- a bunch of different takes just for different camera angles and stuff. I would just go back and I would sit down and. Sometimes I would grab the blanket and just kind of like have it next to my skin or smell it. Or I would just kind of, I might put earbuds in and listen to just some music that I thought the character would kind of, you know, be into. Yeah. Um, But on the days that, you know, because so throughout the film, the characters, the stakes aren't as high for the character throughout the film. So at the beginning, it's just he hasn't done anything wrong. So he's just kind of living his life. And so, yeah, I would be talking to the crew and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah. uh, But... You know, it's a job, man. I'm there to work. Like, yeah. I, I have a, I have a bit of a thing. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, of being on set and with a bunch of actors, and they're all like talking away and stuff, and we're, and you know, the ads already said, guys, quiet, and they're saying quiet to everybody, but they're kind of saying quiet to the actors a little <laughs> right, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, quiet. You know, and the actors are like, dude, everyone's here to work, man. Like, actors, we have so much downtime. Like take it off set. Like I'm, I'm pretty quiet on set. Right. Um, I like to just kind of, you know, I, sometimes I get caught up talking to somebody, and it's like you end up getting a little bit loud. But I'm, I'm there to work, man. Like it's uh, depends again if it's outside, then you know it's a different energy. If it's but if it's an enclosed space, it's they've already said to be quiet. We want to get the shot. There's a lot of pressure. This is you know everybody. It's money. The clock is ticking with money, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're all there to work. It all depends. It all trickles down from the director, though. So if the director's, you know, like I work with, uh, have you ever worked with Ron Oliver, director? And I have, yeah. Plays music in between scenes. No, I have not. No, I'm lying. I, um, I know the name. Bald, bald director. I've uh, never played music. I wish that I would love to play uh, with an actor that, or a director that plays music in between scenes. I've never yeah. done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, most of the stuff that he seems to be shooting uh, as of late is sort of lighter Hallmark stuff. So it's, you know, girl has boyfriend meets guy that she shouldn't be in love with and, you know, that sort of thing. So it's not like heavy drama, people dying sort of thing. It's it's more of like, mm, I'm at a crossroads in my life. So you can afford to be, you know, playing some ABBA or ACDC or whatever between takes. And, yeah, yeah. you know, he's got his little boom box and whatever and it just sort of, like 45 seconds okay and we're raw. you know it's like oh right on man music it's cool yeah yeah I dig it yeah totally how much um, how much do you think about the technical side of the performance in terms of I mean like uh, while well, in film and television do you think about where the camera is do you think about all that kind of stuff or do you yeah. try and no I do um, uh, I've got a very um, pragmatic is the wrong word but like uh, like even today I was thinking about, okay, I've got a bunch of things to do today. I've got to go do something for my mom and go across town, do the interview with you. So I've already like planned out, like I can picture the the route in my head and then get back and pick up my kids from school. So I'm very sort of detail oriented like that. Like I do, I like to do lists so I can knock them off one at a time. So, uh, probably a, a little bit to my, uh, it would probably be better if I could stay a little bit more connected to whatever side of my brain is connecting with the other actor. Yeah. That would help me a little bit more uh, performance-wise because I am very conscious of, like, like I know continuity. Like, I, you never catch me on continuity, man. Like, I, I have this thing where, like, I know and, and all that sort of stuff. And, I know, like, I'll be like, you know, he actually had the bag in the other hand. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> and I don't say that very often because it's not my job, right? right. But I'm like... We're going to catch it eventually. Let's just catch it 
now and yeah. you, know, you had it in your other hand and I've worked with some you know big actors who are really good that way too they really they'll be like actually you know you know like I'm like oh yeah right um, so I know where camera is and I know how to adjust my performance um, you know if it's in tight and all that sort of stuff so the technical aspect of it uh, yeah I'm aware of that I mean it's 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 part of being a film and TV actor I think so too it really is it's yeah. just you that's part of it's not just you know having this full uh, uh, um, emotional uh, life that is part of it but it's also a technical thing we're going to bring the camera around this way so we have to do this you're going to have to like lean in just a little bit more on your right thing and like you know get, you know yeah yeah get behind you know it's like you know, the first time i was like behind the cameraman looking through a little space in the camera for the eyeline of the other actor and i was like <clears> i don't feel and, but the actor's like good stay right there perfect you know with some older actors like no no that's just like it's a real it's really fun to kind of figure out the technical stuff yeah i agree i agree I, and also it's not something that it's not. There's no way to learn it rather than doing it, Absolutely. which is uh, which is kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I think. I think. I think, uh, and I'm sure there are places, uh, you know, in, in the world. I don't know if there are in Vancouver of having like more on-set experiences, like having a class where it's really trying to emulate. But then you know you've got to pay a boom person and a makeup person and the camera person, like just trying to get. But you know, hitting you know, I guess all they can do right now is like you know, hit your mark. Yeah. Don't shadow that person. Oh, you're shadow. Oh yeah, I'm shadow. You know, like that that sort of stuff. But it would be great to have more of a, like, what a great learning experience that would be. Out of all of the things that you need to learn as technically as an actor, I feel like hitting your mark is probably the most overblown. There's so many things that are. It's important. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's absolutely important. But there's other things that are just as important, if mm -hmm. not more important, and more difficult to fine tune. I mean, hitting your light. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's it, part of hitting your mark. mark too, though. Yeah, like, yeah. If you don't hit your mark, then the lights on half of your face, or yeah. the camera's buzzing you now because you're. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. It's I've I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed it, but you'll once I've told you this, you'll notice it the next time you're on set, and a scene starts, and someone yells, the director yells, "Cut!" After 20 seconds, everybody in the scene looks down at their feet. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Not a, oh no, yeah. we're all okay. So it yeah. must be a technical. Thing. Yeah. Everybody goes oh, because if it's if it stops that quickly at the beginning, it means somebody's probably not hit their mark yeah. and they're being buzzed, or their shoulder is not in the frame where they need it in the frame to match the other side. There. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's not the end of the world because they can restart, but you know, hitting your mark is pretty important. It's very important. One yeah. of the first jobs I ever did, um, I had to walk up and I'd hit my mark and then scene and then cut, and I was like, David, David. You're looking for pins and needles. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's an old, it's an old Hollywood saying. You're looking for pins and needles as you walk up to your mark. I, as I walked up, I was like looking down, like really intently looking down for my mark. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's an art form to finding that mark. Yeah, you ever? I mean, be honest. You catch a little glance every once in a while. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. but you, but you do it. Yeah, you do too. it like you know, but you you do it organically. Yeah. Like you're walking well, up and you kind of you hang your head a bit or just you know. But I was like. Brr. You yeah, know, yeah. for like four seconds as I walked up. Do you, now, I think that about all of the technical aspects of acting is that... Uh, how much time do I have with you? Because I, 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 you just expressed that you have no, a bunch of stuff to yeah, do. Are we good? It, yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, all of the... Whether it's... You could use the lighting as an organic piece of your performance, I think, or hitting it for the camera, turning your face at the right time mm -hmm. and knowing what you're going to be... All, like exposing yourself to the camera. Mm -hmm. All of that is part of wouldn't you agree that that's part of the technical side of performance and that Absolutely. is valuable and hitting like just like hitting your mark and looking for your mark and you doing it organically yeah no there, there's a there's a very again you know when uh, when how many times have I 
bumped into somebody that I haven't seen in a long time or someone going, well, you know, I, I think I'd really love to do, I, I think I'd like to take up acting. I'm like, oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you would. Yeah. yeah. It's just great. I know it seems that you're just going to get up. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm crying all the time. I'm watching movies. I'm like, okay, it's, it's so, that is such a small portion. I mean, it's a very difficult portion is, is, you know, opening yourself up and, and, and right. being uh, vulnerable for seven takes in a row, that's a difficult thing to do. Like mm-hmm. if you have that, if you're able to be vulnerable, that's a really important thing. But there's, it's just, it's, it's such a small part of the overall scheme of what it is to be on set and knowing when to, uh, you know, when to push it or when to, you know, on a wide, I'm going to hold it all back. And then if we get closer, I'm going to bring the performance. And when I'm, we're really in tight, like, you know, yeah. and I'll say to the, you know, I'll say to the director sometimes, so, you know, what's the cover? What, how are we going to shoot this? Mm-hmm. And if a good director will know what I'm asking. Like, don't worry, we're going to save your close up. Or, or sometimes I'll say, do you want your close up first, or do you want if it's I've got a really heavy scene? I'll be like, I don't know. You know, it depends on how technical the performance is. Sometimes I like to get the performance into my body, physical wise, like knowing where I'm hitting the marks and grabbing the thing off the table. I like to do that a couple of times so that it's it's in my body on the master. Sure. So that you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be trying to figure all that stuff out of my close up and also be emotionally connected to the person it's too many things going on in my life absolutely yeah brain yeah and and also uh, using those those big moments the big moments to help kind of find the scene i yeah. think sure. it's valuable um how much thought do you give to the backstory that's not in the text yeah absolutely i mean that's a you know that's a a, a big thing so it's funny because i'm gonna i might be doing the short film um in a couple of weeks and it's basically about a mom and a dad talking to their son at his door. They've caught him doing something. We can all use our imagination on that. And he's on the other side of the door and he doesn't, he's like, I don't want to talk. And they're like, no, we wanted, you know, and it's, it's kind of a dark comedy or whatever. But you know, one of the things the director was saying is like, you know, I don't want to just find a door. It's got to be the door. It's got to be the door. I want it to have texture and stuff. And And once I find the door, we can actually, the door will influence who your characters are. Like if it's a really old door and it feels like it's a, a home sort of on over by commercial drive, which is, you know, a little bit more middle income, then that will influence who your character is. If it's, if it's over near UBC, if it's that type of house, then you're upper. Yeah, that yeah. will influence your performance. I'm like, absolutely. Am I... Uh, Am I, you know, a, a set decorator on a film set or am I, do I work in stocks downtown? Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that... Um, and you'll fill that all in. Exactly. Then yeah, That yeah. will influence my character, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Is, has my character ever cheated on his wife? Is he a serial philanderer? Does he uh, surf porn? Is, does he help out at his son's baseball team? All that sort of stuff will yeah. um, uh, influence my character. Um, you know, and, and one of the things I think... Uh, actors take a little bit of heat for is or the sort of the the stereotype is like the actor who does all that work for one line right but you know what man it's like wait a second you know i remember i was watching tootsie the other night which is a fantastic film i can watch that movie so often and 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 dustin hoffman is talking to Sidney lumet uh lumet and uh and he's like you got fired man you got fired off this fruit of the loom commercial i would or i was the best I didn't. They wanted you to sit down. How can I sit down with a tomato? He's like, but you're not a tomato. You're an actor, man. And he's like, right, but yeah. I was the best. He's like, oh, Michael. Like, you know, it's just all that sort of stuff. Is yeah. That's but that's you know, if I was a director, I would want that from my actor. I would right. want him to be so passionate that he's done so much homework that I have to go do 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 dial it down, as opposed to 
there's nothing going on here. Have you done any? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you here? Yeah. You're here for the paycheck, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think that the one line thing, it's a bit of a misconception because if it breeds self-consciousness, then anything you do as an actor is not good because our job is to not be self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you, if you do all that work and you're just saying the line, then nobody's going to notice. Right. It's, notice it's a really filled, right. You're a really filled character. Right. And you've done... You've done you've done homework, which it, you're just practicing on when you have four lines, mm-hmm. and when you have twelve lines, and when you're elite. Like all you're doing is just practicing. Yeah. So if you do it for that one line, great. I know I know no one's going to notice, but it'll be easier for you when you have a lead to. Oh, I've done this a hundred times. Yeah, right. Breaking down a character and finding yeah. out where they are and yeah. who they are. I, I the more the longer I'm an actor, the more I fill in. To be honest, mm-hmm. I like. There's never enough for me. Yeah. I, it never, I, it never ends because there's a whole life to fill in. It sure. there is no end. Yeah. Um, did, did you look back? Do you think your career had that kind of linear fashion where you can look back? For the most part, obviously there's exceptions uh, within everyone's career. But can you look back and go like, I started out doing one or two lines, and then I did four lines, and then I did twelve, and then I'm doing yeah. guest stars. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I remember. Uh, at my agent's office, all these actors have their headshots up on the wall. And my agent, she had my headshot up there. And I was like, this is a very young actor. And I was like, oh, I don't want it up there. And she's like, why not? I'm like, I don't really feel like, uh, I, I didn't really feel like I was an actor yet. I was just kind of taking classes and stuff. And I just, I, I didn't really feel like I deserved to be up there. I'm sure there's some Freudian stuff we could dig up there. Right. Um, but the more... I wanted to, for me, it wasn't a sprint. It was a marathon, my career. Yeah. I was very content to just work on indies and short films and do commercials and all this sort of stuff. I I just wanted to get, this was before the term 10,000 hours was everything, even in the, yeah, even in the uh, zeitgeist. Um, I wanted to just put my time in. And so I was perfectly fine doing one and two lines and, um, figuring stuff out because I learned something every time. Like I still learn stuff, and I know it's such it's it's kind of a cliche. It's like, but I, I do I learn stuff every single time yeah, I'm on of set, course. and it may not be like a huge light bulb moment, but I'm like I may learn something just from watching another actor work or just I, I don't you know you just you just learn stuff every absolutely single time. yeah the, and the, I I completely agree and in the times where I didn't know that I learned something are sometimes the biggest lessons and I look yeah. back on and I go, oh, that was a huge lesson. I just wasn't ready to really know it at yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I definitely, I started off in like one and two liners here and there and, and slowly worked my way up. And then, you know, my sort of big break came. I, I, I was a regular on a TV series called Hope Island that we shot up at Britannia Beach. And that was, uh, it was a real eye-opener for me. I remember being... It was like it was a like an eleven month job, and uh, you know I was in every episode. We did twenty two episodes, and uh, it was like the fifth episode or whatever. And I was up in uh, we were staying up in a hotel up in Squamish, and I was in the Starbucks having my coffee, you know, getting ready to go to set. And one of the actors came in, actresses, and I was like, hey, she grabbed her coffee. She's like, okay, I'll see you at work. And she she left, and I was like, I'll see you at work. She didn't say I'll see you on set. Yeah, yeah. On set seems very kind of like, oh, we're just going to be it's just a fun you. thing. Yeah, we'll be yeah, at work. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's it's it's. it's it's a job. Yeah. Right? It's a job, man. This is my job. Yeah, like, this yeah. is my job. I mean, I was working at, at, like I said, I was working at London Drugs when I got this regular job. And so I was working on the show for like three months and I was still pulling shifts. I mean, I was making like $20,000 a week, but I was still pulling shifts at London Drugs. I couldn't cut the umbilical cord. And yeah. I remember I was, um, 
I was and I was really enjoying it. I was like, this is kind of great. I'm just coming in for like you know once twice a month at London Drugs, seeing all my friends, you know, just pulling a shift. And I remember I was uh, I was filling the feminine hygiene section, and uh, I hear David, and I turn and it's like one of the makeup artists. She's like, and I've got my little blue vest on with my time. She's like, what are you doing? I'm I'm working. She's like, what are you doing? Like you what are you working here? Yeah, and she's like, and then I came back to set on on Monday, and everybody on set was like, "Wait a second, you have a job still? What are you doing?" And you know, they were kind of laughing about it. And then you know, within the month, I think I I, uh, I finally quit. But it was difficult to do. It yeah, really sure. Do. What, how did you finally make that decision? I was just like, someone said to me, "Listen, you have to commit. You have to commit to being an actor. This is you not committing to be an actor. If you want to be an actor, you have to ride the highs and the lows." You've got you've got a safety net there. Do you want to, do you really want to go for it, or are you going to be like, oh, I'm sort of an actor, but I also have this little job. Like you're make you're going to make you know whatever amount of money you're going to make this year. Like you ha- just commit. You can always go back and get that job, but just just cut that tie psychologically. You need to cut that and tie. Did it make a difference? Yeah, sure. And I've had highs and lows, but I mean, I'm an actor. You know, as before, I was like, uh, I'm an actor, but I've got a side job sort of thing. I mean, and that's great if. If you know you have to do that, absolutely. A lot of actors have to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, I've been doing it long enough, and um, it's like I can do this. Like I can do this. There, there will be a job that comes. All of my peers were doing that. I mean, not all of them, but you know, a lot of my peers were just acting. Yeah, cool, man. uh, do you like this? Is just so not what we're talking about. Bacon? Yeah. Yes, do you like bacon? I do like bacon. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you like rehearsal? Are you a guy who likes rehearsal? Are you a guy? Do. Yeah. I do. I like to. I mean, if you can, if you can have that, I mean, um, why not? I'd rather, I'd rather get notes about you know, because a lot of times. You go in for the audition, and then you get the job. Uh, you know, sometimes you get the job off tape. Sometimes you never meet the the director, or you get the job, and the director likes what you've done, but your performance isn't really what they're going to do on set. It's it's partly that, yeah. Or you know, but it's it's going to change. You know, it's going to change on set, or we're gonna we're gonna really fine tune it on set. I'd rather you know kind of get. I'd like to get the vibe of the director if I can know how he kind of directs. If I've never worked with him before, I'd rather get that in the rehearsal process as opposed to. You know, trying to figure out eleven different things on set, and he's also going. Oh, you know what? I'm not buying that right now. I mean, I, th- I like what you. Do. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, you're not buying. Okay, well, let's. Yeah. Now we're trying to figure this out on set, <laughs> yeah. and I'd rather, if we can, if if we've got that luxury. I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never uh, had a job where, you know, I've had like two or three weeks of rehearsal. That to me would be amazing. Course, yeah. How exciting yeah, would that be, right? Yeah. Like, to really just break these characters down. Also, there's never the time or the money unless mm-hmm. it's you know like a Ridley Scott movie or something like that. And you're, you know, those are just going to be the big boys doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now with these Netflix shows, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it seems, it still seems to be, you know, money is money speaks, man. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. they just got to move this thing along. But if, if you've got a good director, like, you know, uh, there's some directors that'll say, listen, I can't pay you for this, but if you want to come and have a read through right. with the other, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, and they'll bonus. put up food and some wine and the whole bit. So it's not just, you know, like yeah. get the hell out of here. It's like, okay, good. And we, we can talk about character a little bit. And, you know, usually those directors are trying to make the best thing they can in the 14 days that they have. Right. Yeah. Now, are you a guy who likes a lot of takes? I take it then. Um, you prefer a lot of takes? I know. I mean, having worked on a lot of those shows as well. 
that you don't get a lot of takes. And right. I, one of the things yeah, I get frustrated all, about. I like all, a lot. You know, it all depends. So, yeah, I do. I kind of do as well. I kind of do as well. I kind of like, I, I do like a lot of takes. Um, I'm not, I, you know, it's very rare that my first take is going to be my best take. Because again, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the technical side in there and trying to, you know, and, yeah. you know, just kind of get the word. I need the words to flow with the other actor and sort of, you know, and where's the camera going to be and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. This, this job I did on Dirk Gently which uh, again I'll say it's like is some of the best work I've ever done I'm really really excited about it the direct we had a, the it's director, out there on Netflix the whole yeah, you yeah. did a few episodes right I did I think I was in like six episodes yeah I think episode number four was sort of my biggest episode and I, I really got to kind of um, stretch my my legs on that one but uh, this director uh, Michael Jan he was great and he we did a lot of takes where by the end of it I was pretty like one day I was really quite exhausted <laughs> We did like a 15-hour day, and I just think I just went and I had a glass of wine, and I was like, I think I need to go right to sleep. So we really just, and I had a lot of dialogue, and but he would come, he's like, that's great. So, you know, on that third line, why don't you hit her with this? And on that fifth line, why don't you pull that back and make her want to come? Like, and so there was, you know, but I like I knew that dialogue backwards and forwards, so when he gave me, the, and it was great. So, like, it's, it's a really fun, nuanced performance. And you watched it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I always watch my stuff. I like you to do. Watch, I do. I like How quickly watch... after you finish shooting? Uh, well, I mean, it's usually going to be months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After they as, as soon as it comes out, I used to not be able to watch it, but I like to watch it just for just to see what worked and what didn't work. I'm like, okay, that well, that worked. That didn't work, and I'm able to I'm able to pull myself out and not be like super critical and go, oh my god, what am I doing? But it's it's just good for me to, um, like I was watching. We steal. We're actors. We steal mm -hmm. subconsciously. You know, you sure. steal from watching somebody walk down the street or talk to their girlfriend in a coffee shop. Or I was watching The Fifth Element the other day with uh, Bruce Willis, and um, I like him. I don't think he's particularly the funniest person in the world. But there was a scene that I was watching with with my girl and my son, and we, I like you have. We have to. There was a moment that happened, and we rewind it five times, and every single time we started laughing. He's in his little apartment, and Ian Holm is in there. And Ian, Ian Holm grabs a statue and hits him over the head. And rather than just kind of going, he, he, it is so beautiful. And I'm going to steal this one day. He gets hit. He's like, he kind of just starts these nonsensical words popping out of his mouth as he starts to sort of fall down. It's like, I'm going to use that. I'm going to absolutely steal that. And so when I watch my own performance, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that really worked. Like I liked, I liked what was happening for myself there um it just i know it's it's kind of a weird thing but like i need as an as, as me as an actor i suffer from you know confidence issues and it's like wow what am i doing like i haven't worked in four months you know whatever that sort of stuff is right i need to it's good for me to like look at something and go yes okay i nailed i nailed that now i don't need to look at it every day but just kind of going if i'm playing a certain character going Okay, what did I do with that character? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's how I, you know, the, played the stillness of all that. And I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So I, I, um, I need that. But then, you know, like, what? It's like, a, it's just, you just move on and, and to the next thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you think about the physical life of your character? Do you, like you're saying, that so you you're watching the stillness? Well, do you think about character from a place of physicality i mean besides if it's obvious do you ever play with like oh, oh yeah. this is a character that's high status so he's oh absolutely oh, oh yeah absolutely 
Um, so it's whether it's um, uh, and I think um, they we're talking about as, as good as it gets with uh, Helen Hunt and uh, Jack Nicholson and how she she was her character was based she thought her character was based out of her uh, out of her heart so she was constantly covering her heart but her character was really based out of her feet she was a waitress and it was just like this pounding into the earth and all this stuff uh, but one of the, that was the ultimate where she was coming from but one of the things that she was that she would do a lot was she would cover her and it would look like she was being defiant but really what she was doing was covering her heart and so you know there's a physicality of doing that where you know maybe in between you're talking to the character you're you know you're covering your maybe you're trying to stop your maybe you don't believe that what your words are are important so you'll maybe cover your mouth or or you know you'll you'll stand taller and, and if you're a high status and and all that sort of stuff um definitely status is that's one of the, the things that I, I figure right away when i'm breaking down a script is the status of my character my high status or low status and i've been very fortunate the first part of my career i played a lot of low status my second half of my career i've been playing a lot of high status like white collar sons of bitches who cheating or yeah. you know guys with a gun in their hand playing you know an army sergeant or or whatever that sort of stuff is um and i still i still am able to play low status uh, but, you know, I know some guys, you know, actors in town, like they've, they've lost their hair, so they've just shaved their head. That dude's playing high status for the rest of his career. Right. Like yeah. he just looks way too intimidating to be low status. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he's like a, a drug addict or something like that. But um, but definitely, phys- I, I love I love trying to find the physicality. And I think a lot of actors, if, if ever I'm coaching a friend, I'm like, dude, fi- you know, what, what's, you know, let's see. You're, I, don't, I don't believe the way you're standing right now. Like the way you're standing is not making me... What you're saying and what the character is dealing with, I don't believe what you're like. Well, what do you mean? Well, what about this? You know, what about crossing your, or or you know, having your head sort of in your hand or or playing with your. I mean, you know, where's the nervousness? Because right now you look very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like find that, and that will that will definitely um, tell us way more. That'll help you with your performance too. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, when you're when you start working, then do you? You work both, I guess, from the inside. Well, tell me. I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth. Do you work inside out or outside in? Do you, I, that's such a stupid way of putting it. Mm, but yeah, be, you, be more clear on that. One. Do you uh, when you gra- when you start working on a character, do you think about start by thinking about where they are physically in terms of the their status, or do you start thinking about where they're coming from in an emotional place? Probably status. Probably, I want to know. Um, Probably, I think, I think probably status, and then because normally a character is going to have an arc in the script, and uh, <clears throat> they're either going to start low status and end high status, or vice versa, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I think a lot of times lately for me, my characters have been st- starting high status and ending up low status. So I, I try to figure out where they are status-wise, and and then the emotional arc and journey comes from that the more i read the script and i'm like in each scene like you know again the uh, a life is three acts a script is three acts uh, a scene is three acts sometimes a paragraph can have three acts to it you know yeah, yeah. maybe not necessarily one sentence but um you know so I'm, I'm 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 trying to find all of that sort of stuff in there so the emotional uh yeah so i find the status first you know uh what their overriding uh objective is uh in the script you know the obstacles, and then through the obstacles, usually comes the uh, emotional stuff from that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I will say just for the listeners out there, I, I'm I, I just I want to get into some of the other aspects of being an actor uh, as we wrap up, kind of. But um, I I worked with you on a movie many, many years ago. Well, not many years ago, two thousand and eight or nine or something. And you played the assistant to somebody, and you were kind of like a, a floaty guy. Mm-hmm. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just assumed I didn't know you that well. I just that's all I'd ever really known of you, and I assumed that's kind of the guy you were. Right. Uh, and I've since gotten to know that's not at all who you are. And uh, and as a testament to you as a performer, I've recently seen you in something where had someone seen that performance, I don't remember with Dirk Gently or Travelers, to be totally honest. Right. But one of those two characters, you are a man. Right. And, uh, and grounded. And if I had just only seen that, I would only known you as that. So yeah. for the people out there that want to watch David Lewis, uh, the movie is, um, do you remember the movie's name? Which the one we did uh, that you were the assistant to um, somebody it's a movie of the week oh my god anyway look I up on I, I there's 189 credits on IMDb I, I, you, can, yeah. you can go through and them you said it you said it's not that long ago but if it's, if it's like dude that's 10 years ago it is I know Time it doesn't fine. feel that long ago it feels like was it like uh, yeah. is it 2012 oh no it's 2017 alright um, uh, well thank you and I think that's I mean I think that's you know, that's being an actor is, you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like a Daniel Day-Lewis physical transformation of my left foot to, you know, uh, I don't know, Last of the Mohicans or whatever. But, right, those are great examples, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think as actors, that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, and, and sometimes it's, yeah, again, I've had a lot of credits, I've had a lot of jobs, so you would hope that they're not all going to sort of be the same, but... Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the hope uh, for any actor is just to play this this just kaleidoscope of different characters. That's what you're really hoping for. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, do you think about how much do you think about aesthetics? You're a dude who's in great shape. How much do you think about aesthetics as it pertains to being an actor? Is it something that you focus on, or do you? You mean physical, like just, yeah, right? Being physically fit right. and uh, and taking care of yourself. Part in of that general. for me is. I'm not gonna lie to you. Vanity, like no, of course, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Dig that, but also uh, taking care of myself, eating properly, all this sort of stuff is gonna keep me youthful. And this industry is all about being youthful. I mean, that's just the way it works. I'm gonna work longer the longer I can look like I'm in my 40s. Yeah, yeah. I will look. I will work longer in that. You know, as you get older, there's less roles for actors. It's just the way it is. And yeah, if there yeah. is an older actor, they're probably going to bring in somebody that may be a name or, or whatever, right? But, you right. know, I've I worked with enough older actors to know that, you know, like, oh, uh, they'll be like, is it, they'll say to me, so have you been busy? I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. And they're like, yeah, I just haven't been really going out that much. It's like, and I know they're a really good actor. Yeah. It's just that there's just not as many parts for them, right? So yeah. So you, you definitely... I think you de- you definitely want to try and keep yourself in the mix as much as possible. Um, and again, part of that is vanity, but part of it is just you know that's just the practicality. Way. It's practicality. Uh, I've got a mortgage, and I want to you know I want to work. I like working. Yeah, um, of I course. Want to keep on playing interesting roles. Yeah. Um, when oh, you- I got to tell you, I've been playing some uh, some dads to uh, like some dudes that are supposed to some kids that are supposed to be you know like seventeen. They're actually like twenty five. Yeah. That's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, do you feel like as, as... I mean, we're both around the same age, so this is only pertains to us. Yeah. But as we get older, is it less important to be in great shape? Is it less important to be... Take care of yourself? Or, no, it becomes... I guess what you're saying is it's never less important. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's probably... No, I would say probably for... If you're a young actor, 
uh, especially now. Yeah. Like if you're a young actor, being in good shape. If you're if you're a leading man, yes. if you're a leading man actor. Being in good shape is everything. I not everything. Right. That's 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 a little bit overblown, but it's it's important. It's, it's important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your manager's probably going to be like, you know, you should be you know staying in shape. If you ever take your shirt off, blah blah blah. If you're a character actor, yeah. you know, you're kind of like a heavier guy. Then don't you know stay with that character like you're the second banana you're the you know you're the Jack Black or you're yeah, the, right. whatever the Will Ferrell you're you know that's a leading man but that's a funny leading man so he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to have abs sort of thing so it all it, it's all about knowing your hit as an actor knowing you know yeah what's your hit right do you think about that do you think about your markability and what how you oh, saw yeah. yourself oh for sure absolutely I knew, I knew what my hit was when I was younger so you know talking to my uh, uh, the young dude that I'm mentoring right now I'm like know your hit know what you are and right now he and you know he and I talked about it and you know we've, we've come up with, with you know what his hit was and I, I suggested a couple of things and he was like right on board he's like absolutely I feel the same way you know when I first started off my hit was I was computer tech guy I was a science nerd guy I was um, the guy that got gay bashed I, you know I was th- that was my thing I was just kind of you know red hair and kind of skinny and just kind of doing my my thing and people are like well don't you want to branch out i'm like i just want to work right you know yeah. i just want to work and i and i trusted that i would grow and that the industry would let me grow and sure enough it did it let me you know become these darker characters and uh it's been great like that's shifting into to like these man characters these yeah these troubled, twisted, whatever they are. It's just been, it's been fantastic. I've had kind of two careers. Yeah. When do you fulfill, fulfill, <laughs> easy for me to say, when do you feel fulfilled as a performer? Uh, when, what makes you feel fulfilled? Um, yeah, I mean, having, I mean, obviously playing an interesting character. That's, you know, that's one of the things. Uh, I like being part of a team. I'm a total team player, so I love... I love like one of my favorite things is at the end of a heavy day, like the director goes, "Hey man," th-, like going up to the director and just looking in, my, in, in the eyes and going, "What a day!" He's like, "Wasn't that a great day? Great job!" I'm like, "Yeah, I know it was a great day." Like yeah, yeah. just going to the other, like, "What a great day!" Yeah. And having you know some actor from LA who you know may not maybe sort of on the downward spiral, not spiral, but on the downward curve of their career. Like having having an appreciation of the day we just had, right. and going, yeah, man, that was a good day. That was that was a great. You know, we were in that stuffy old room and we knocked that scene out. It was like a four page scene, man. Great work, yeah, you too. We both know what we're making here. It's it's you know it's probably not going to win an Academy Award, but everybody in that room was working hard and we were all yeah. aiming for a mark. And it was like, man, it was pretty damn close to getting there. Yeah, and just you know, sort of everybody knowing that we worked hard on that. That was good. How oh, cool. So is it then story, the story of when you book something and you get excited about it? Mm-hmm. Is then it I get freaked besides out. just the, you know, the money? Yeah. Uh, um, is it the story that excites you? Like uh, the fact that you're in a great story or is it the role that you're in or a little bit of both? A bit of both. Yeah. It all depends. Yeah. You know, it depends. Like for Dirk Gently, oh my gosh, it was the story. I oh, was like, sure, what yeah. on earth? Because I didn't know what my character was yeah. until the first read through. Because I auditioned for this character who was a very milk toast FBI agent, kind of trod upon first time out in the field. And then when I when we did the read through, they were like, "Oh, you realize your character is going to do like a 180?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> They're like, "Oh, oh, you've got your work ahead of you." And that's when I started having a freak out. I was like, "I don't even know. I didn't even audition. 
I didn't even audition for the second half of this character. Right. What he becomes. I have no idea what you want from me. Yeah. And I was like, well, can we, like, I don't, we'll figure it out on set. That's, that's just, that's the worst thing ever for an actor here. We'll figure it out on set. Are you insane? Yeah. yeah. Really? When yeah. everybody's standing around waiting and the clock's ticking, that's when you want to figure it out? Right. Um, so in that instance there, um, it was definitely the story and then the character. I think most times it's probably the character. I, yeah. get, I get jazzed about, um, yeah, yeah. and then sometimes, uh, you know, if I get to, I get, honestly, I get more excited about working with, like, local actors than I do, like, if some big actor comes into, oh, you're going to work on that thing with Keanu Reeves? I'm like, yeah, but you know who I'm not, I haven't worked with Sage Brocklebank ever, or Michael <laughs> Eklund, or you, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like, I, get, I, I see these guys all the time, and we're yeah. competing for stuff, now we're getting paid, and we're hanging on set, and I get to, you know, we get to, like, like, that to me, I get excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, why do you act? Honestly, it's the thing I'm best at. I mean, if I could go on a time machine back in time and, and do something different, I mean, maybe I would be better at that, but this was the thing that I was best at. Right. Um, I'm very good at it. Uh, it makes me pull my hair out at times and, and think, what the hell am I doing? And other times I just like... Oh yeah, this is why I was put on Earth was to tell stories, is to like affect people. Yeah. Um, but um, sometimes I wish that I didn't need to. Like I need to act. This is this is what all I can do. But it's 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 a thing that, for the most part, as an actor, like I would say, ninety five percent of actors have no control over it. You're at the you're at the the mercy of unless you're someone who's writing and creating material that you can put yourself into or whatever you're just you're at the mercy of yeah you're the best but you know what we've got it we've got to get some ethnicity in here so yeah, yeah. or whatever you right. know and, and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like you it's it's so difficult to have control over this you're just it's difficult absolutely that's the thing that kind of uh is tough but i've had a very good career so i'm and i'm still having a career and that's fantastic so i, I really i actually enjoy it when it's when it's when it's working well of course. I'm enjoying it, yeah what well, what the question is, what roles are you most attracted to? And I, by that, I mean, what excites you when you're out there getting ready to do something? What, what, what? Like so the next thing tomorrow, you get an audition and yeah. something you're really excited about. What would that look like? You know what? Somebody asked me this just a little while ago, and I and I didn't know how to answer that because a couple of years ago, it would have been playing the parts that I've been playing recently, which are, you know, proactive characters that are taking charge, that are mm -hmm. in control. Um, and I've sort of played that before as a lawyer, which is great, but now I'm playing that character with that's, you know, in the military or in the FBI that has a firearm and all that sort of stuff. And not that, you know, a gun is the be all and all end all, but there is something very masculine about having that thing yeah. that you're attached to that control is kind of controlling a scene. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the next, I mean, maybe it would be like a real, you know, a real a real stretch as a character maybe playing like I don't even know I mean uh, you know uh, anything I say would seem like not, not, a, not a trans character or not a special needs character no, I don't sure. know but you something, don't have to be but, yeah, but you don't something like that, that, yeah, yeah. that I've never done before something. because I've been so lucky I've, I've played like almost all the things I've wanted to play I've played a dad and I've played a, a killer and I've played a, a loving husband and I've played you know a physical comedian like falling over stuff and I've played like you know zany characters that talk like this you know all that sort of stuff so it's stuff that my kids can watch yeah yeah um, so 
I don't know if I if I can think of one to really sort of nail down. Do you have an actor that you look up to? That, or a few actors that you look up to? Can you think of people that you look up to? Is there one? I mean, obviously we all have performances throughout the years that we we appreciate. Yeah. But is there I one mean, person that you've consistently... I, I really I really like um, Jack Nicholson's work. I can watch his stuff all day long, even if it's a crappy movie. I find him really interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a little bit old school Hollywood. But even when he was, you know, in his 60s, he's just, he's just so watchable. He just, you know, his stuff just explodes off the page um i can watch robert downey jr man like he it seems effortless yeah uh everything he's doing now just seems to be tony stark iron man but he really i feel like he kind of grounds a lot of that stuff that they're doing but also uh with a bit of a wink in his eye and if you were in the position that i'm in now you got to ask them a question is there a question that you would ask them is there something that you have uh, i always wondered to, to ask other actors um if there's not that's okay too well you know I like what scares you do you still get scared do you still get scared yeah yeah you know do you still and 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 I could almost guarantee that he would say all of them would say yes yeah do you still get scared of course I do absolutely man absolutely I do it's just that I'm able to uh because I've put in my hours I'm able to breathe my way through it and realize that you know I can put the, the voice that's going oh my god oh my god what's, it's like okay just I'm going to compartmentalize you for now well, I'll get back to you I'm not saying oh don't be scared I'm just like just wait wait over here for a second while I go do this and yeah. I'll come back and I'll deal with you later on yeah. it's okay don't worry it's you know don't worry 12 year old David voice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine yeah. man we're going to get there <laughs> yeah. but I'm yeah um, yeah last question and it's, it's kind of a weird question um, and answer it however you want what's the job of the actor Um, well, I mean, I guess literally the job of the actor is to, is to tell the story, you know, it's, it's to tell the story. And then within that, it's to make people feel something. It's to make people have, um, experiences that, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier before we started, uh, recording of, of, you know, connecting us on the planet this, mm-hmm. this is really I guess what this wasn't that always the story like in the caveman when he was talking about sure. hunting down the mastodon everyone's like oh wow that's incredible but you know he could have gone into any cave all over the planet at that time and told that story and everybody would have been like oh yeah even though I'm a cannibal and I want to totally eat you right now <laughs> right. I can totally understand yeah. what you're you know it's so it's it's really connecting us as 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 humans man like you know the phone and all that stuff really disconnects us and who knows half the time I think we're on the brink of war but um you know this is the great thing about having you know like film festivals and stuff where you have like a um where you have a filmmaker that comes from Iran and and Finland and America and they're all you know all these actors we're all telling we're you know everybody's trying to tell stories that connects us all shows us that even though that person is totally different from us because it's a different culture. They're all having the same experience. Absolutely. They all have to go poop and they have to eat and they have to love their kids. They don't have to love their kids, but they're trying to love their kids and they're trying to have a life. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, as the actor, you're trying to tell the story and you're trying to bring, you're trying to um, show people that I think that we're, we're all very connected. Cool. Well, David Lewis, 
having been in the, you're in the middle of a career where you have 189 credits. It's yes, incredible. In the middle. So, so I'm looking at 360. You're looking at, yeah. I'd like to do this again at 360, 370 <laughs> and right. see if your answers are the same. Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this, man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.